Welcome to the Happiness Drive Success Podcast, brought to you by Motivate Coaching, the multidiscipline practice for extraordinary people. Here, we discuss finding your happiness and how you can use it to drive your success. Please welcome your host, co-founder, CEO, and master of discovering happiness, Stuart Isham Fairbairns. Good morning, wonderful, fantastic, beautiful friends. How are we today? As always, you're out on a hike with myself and Harlow. It's a beautiful sunny day here in Africa. And today I want to ask you, how do you want to feel? Now let's add some context. <laughs> in our lives, we go through our everydays, whether it be our work, our personal lives, our, our, our social life, whatever, whatever areas of your life. And every day you're going through different things. Life happens for us every single day. We wake up in the morning, we get, we go to work, we go to university, studies, whatever it is we may be doing, and we take on our day. And we experience other people, experience other situations. What I want to look at is how easily we are knocked or affected, influenced by external circumstances. Now it could be, I'm just going to give you a couple of examples. Um, it could be that you're driving your car and someone cuts you off and you, like in, in the moment, <laughs> honk your horn, you know? Like, rah! Um, it might be that you're in a, a line at a shop and, you know, you're, you're about to reach and pick up the last blueberry muffin and someone else reaches in and grabs it without any remorse. And these things happen to us and we feel all sorts of emotions rise up in us as a result of the thought. So the thought we think is, that was my muffin. You knew I was about to grab that. And then you feel inside of you, like, you know, anger or frustration or... And then if a couple of these things happen, we can end up having a anxiety-ridden, frustration-laden day that as we just start approaching our normal work, and we may have been, from the night before, prepared a presentation we're doing, and on the way to work, we were quite excited about it. And then first we got cut off, and then Joe Bloggs in the cafe took your blueberry muffin, and then when you get to the office, the lift isn't working, so you have to go up the stairs. And now, what was... What great excitement for starting your day has turned into anxiety and frustration and irritation and it's just not how you want to feel, is it? So how do you want to feel? Now you have the ability to be able to almost confront yourself in any situations at any point and really think about how you're feeling, what you're thinking, to make yourself feel better. So it's reflecting in situations. Now, these examples that I've given so far have been relatively small in the world of possibilities. You may have got some news of a disease or some bad news about a friend or a situation's happened. We all are aware of the, the scale of what we can hear and bad things that can happen. So it could well be that you get some news or you get notified of something. And it has the ability to completely floor you. It has the ability to make you feel fearful, anxious, frustrated, scared, embarrassed, whatever it may be that's relative to that situation and your reactions. Now in that, let's use that kind of scenario. Let's say, for example, your partner or 
a friend or someone you know is diagnosed with something and it's tough. Now, who in that moment needs the support the most? Who in that moment needs the focus? It's the person, isn't it? So let's say it's your friend, Sarah, has now got this diagnosis and your feeling within yourself is sadness and your reaction is to, to be there and to, to try and support Sarah. But over time, and it may well be not a short period of time, it could be over a larger period of time, your feelings will become more own-centric. They'll become, you will feel your feelings because we are human and our thoughts and emotions are consistently operating. So it might be that as Sarah is going through this, you feel frustrated because you're unable to support Sarah more. You could be fearful of what the ultimate outcome of what's going to happen to Sarah. What that begins to do is actually influence your behavior as friend. And it changes how you act around Sarah. And you know that time when, when you've been ill or someone's been ill, you've witnessed people acting strangely around someone in a situation like Sarah's or otherwise. That doesn't serve them. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve Sarah. Everyone just feels kind of awkward. But in that moment, you can check yourself. So again, let's go back to the less extreme example. You've got to work and you're feeling that frustration. You can go through to the bathroom and look in the mirror and think to yourself, just ask yourself, what is it I want to feel in this situation? And what I want to feel is excited about my presentation. I want to feel energized and open and excited and switched on and engaged. That's what I want to feel. Okay, so what are you feeling? You're feeling frustrated and you're thinking about, ah, oh, that guy who took my blueberry muffin. How could he? He was so mean. He knew I was there and I was first in the queue. And now you could keep thinking these thoughts, but what's the inevitable feeling that's going to come from those thoughts? It's going to continue the frustration, right? So if we know that thoughts create emotions, what thoughts can you think that will create the feelings and the emotions that you want to feel, which is, again, excited, it's enthused. Now, it might be, for example, you've been working on that presentation with a colleague and they, you know that they're excited too. So you can take a deep breath. You don't, tell them, you don't need to tell them the story about the muffin and the car getting cut off. It's inconsequential. And what do you think your colleague's reaction would be if you did tell them? They'd be like, oh, sorry about that, and move on. They're not going to get involved in your drama or get upset with you because it's not relevant to them. That doesn't mean if in a similar situation they wouldn't feel that way if it was happening to them. But the reality is it didn't happen to them. So the only place that that problem exists is in your head. And you're the one that has the choice to either perpetuate it or just let it go, get rid of it. And again, it sounds easy, doesn't it? But as we've discussed many times, these things are often simple in uh, it, this, these things are often sound simple or simple in description, but then in actual putting them into action is, uh, can be, is tougher. But the more that we do it, the better we get at it. And ultimately, if you put in the practice, what's, what's, what are you going to get from this? You're going to get to be able to choose what it is that you feel. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to feel happy, clappy all the time and everything's going to be wonderful. The world still happens. There are still things outside of our control and there are things that happen external to us. And that's going to continue being the case for as long as you're alive. 
So you may well get frustrated and irritated again. Absolutely, that's most likely going to happen. <laughs> you are a human after all. But now you have the choice to be able to catch it and say, right, what is it I do want to feel? And what thoughts can I think to help me feel that way? And if we go back to the example of Sarah, when she's got this diagnosis. Now, Sarah, what, what will Sarah be feeling in this moment? She's going to be scared. She's going to feel alone. She's going to feel just in the unknown. I mean, it's really not a nice position to be in, is it? So what would you like if you were Sarah? What would, how would you like your friends to turn up for you? Now, it's not that Sarah's got any expectations, but it's just when we're feeling vulnerable and scared, what would we like to have? So we'd like to have people who are, you know, they're strong for us, who can support us. And now you, as you, how would you want to turn up? What would you want to feel when you're around Sarah? Or when you, how can you help her? You'd want to feel compassionate, patience, calm, support, strength. This is what you want to bring, isn't it? All of these things. So if you allow the, your fears of Sarah's situation to dictate your behavior, you're only going to perpetuate the negative thoughts and feelings and behaviors that Sarah has. And she's the one that's got the diagnosis. So she's already a bit freaked out. So this is your opportunity to take some focus on your own actions and situations. And we can stop ourselves from having these programmed responses that don't serve us and actually trip us up. Because if you didn't do this and you've got to work, we're back to the original example, and you're frustrated and you go into this presentation, it's not easy in the moment, is it, to just switch it off. You can't just go, you know, click your fingers and then say, right, I'm going to feel all good and excited. It doesn't work like that, as we all know. It takes some practice. You've got to make those decisions. You need to think about the thoughts you want to think. You want to build those feelings and then you can hold on to them. So if you haven't put this, this bit of work in, you walk into that presentation, you're feeling this frustration. You know what it's like when you're in a room, you can pick up on the energy in the room. You know if there's a bit of tenseness or anxiety or, you know, so that will already start to set the tone. And you could even throw your colleagues off because when we're feeling something, that then uh, informs our, or affects our actions, doesn't it? So you might say something, a little comment in the moment to a colleague that completely throws them off. It doesn't mean you are being malicious or nasty, but just because your mind is primed in that moment for negativity, through your anxiety, through your anger, through your disappointment with the situations you experienced, you then pass that on to your colleague, or even if it's just you that feels it, it can come across in your actions, how you present. You're going to be less excited, less enthused. And then, you know, potentially you don't get the account. The client doesn't like the presentation or something. And then all that time that you've spent, invested in building that presentation, working with your colleagues, putting it all together, getting so excited about presenting it last night when you practiced, presented it and you felt great and excited. And then just because someone cut you off in traffic and someone took your blueberry muffin, you've thrown all of that away. It's not worth it, is it? <laughs> but it's also perfectly natural and it's perfectly human. And it's, it's something that could seem as though it's so small but the consequences from it can be massive and all it really takes is just taking some time to think to reflect on how do you want to feel how do you want to feel in this moment how can you get this presentation smash out the park you know you were so excited about it so just make it happen how can you show up for sarah how can you really be there what is it you want to feel 
and then think about the thoughts that would help you feel those things. So what is it you could do that can help almost force and kickstart those, th those feelings within you? So again, we know thoughts inform emotions, emotions inform our actions, which informs the results that we, we experience. So take control of it. What emotions would you like to feel? Great. What thoughts would help you get there? And if you need to kickstart those thoughts, take a deep breath, stay calm, go and see a friend if that helps, and then perform some actions together. Go and chat with your colleague. And this, folks, is where coaching really comes in because it's not easy. And sometimes we just need to vent. Sometimes, you know, when anger comes up in you, it's, it's near impossible to be able to go, okay, I'm just going to reframe my thoughts and change my emotions here. Sometimes it's really hard to do. I, I mean, I, I happens to me. I don't get angry a lot, but sometimes anger does come up and it needs to be dealt with. It needs to be processed. And a really good way that I do that is I phone my coach up. Because again, when we're angry, we sort of, we're thinking irrationally, aren't we? We're not, it's not cool and calm and sort of sensible thought processes. So it can be quite good to just get it all out. Um, but even when we are thinking rationally, if we have particular situations that happened, there's usually additional thoughts that are motivating the behavior and, and motivating the thoughts and the feelings in that situation, which we're unaware of. And we're focusing on the wrong part. We're focusing on the blueberry muffin or someone cutting us off in traffic. You know, we're focusing on losing Sarah as opposed to supporting Sarah in the meantime. And it can be something as simple as that that can just help flick our minds and we, wow, yeah, absolutely. Okay, now, and, you, and that can instantly get rid of a buildup of feelings that can be just horrible and throwing you about the place. And a way to really get that clarity, to get that insight so that we can show up for Sarah, so that we can show up for the presentation, for our colleagues, for ourselves. So ladies and gents, how do you want to feel? It's awesome, isn't it? Isn't it exciting? And it really is in your hands. Not necessarily an easy process to wrap your head around and can take some practice, but do practice it. And don't beat yourself up if it doesn't work for the first time. Congratulate yourself and thank yourself for trying. Because as with any muscle, the more you flex it, the more you exercise it, the stronger it becomes. And again, this is where coaching can really help. So if you have situations like this that come up and they annoy you, they frustrate you, or you feel any feeling that you're not wanting to feel and you want to turn it around, go to the website, www.motivate-coaching.com. On the homepage there, there's a book a session that takes you straight through to my calendar. Book a session and away we go. We can chat about it and we can get your life on track. You can also join us in the Facebook community, which is join your happy place if you go to facebook and search for join your happy place the url is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash join your happy place and i very much look forward to seeing you there ladies and gents have a top banana day and thanks for tuning in thanks so much for listening if you're interested in learning more go to the motivate website at www.motivate-coaching.com if you'd like to get in touch with Stuart directly, you can get him at Stuart, spelled S-T-U-A-R-T, at motivate-coaching.com. Thanks so much for joining us, and remember, your happiness drives your success. See you next time, folks.